0: everybody so we are so excited we are here for our next month of obscure animation we're talking about a really special fun film uh we're talking about cats don't dance and my friend stanford is
1: here to talk about it with me hi rachel how's it going
0: yeah hi i'm so excited to talk about this film i had never seen it before uh talking about this i'd heard about it from friends and saying it was way underrated and whatever and so it was really fun to to watch it
1: yeah I'm so glad you got to see it i I saw it back in nineteen ninety seven when it first came out and actually and i saw it, i've only seen it once up yeah. until up until now so it, oh, was really, it was really really fun to rewatch it yeah'm yeah, excited to talk about it
0: uh, cool okay uh so yeah so this movie uh, just just give some background was made in nineteen ninety seven as you said it was distributed in nineteen ninety seven and it's kind of interesting because it i think part of the reason why it may be underperformed at the box office is that it was in like a weird spot as far as distribution, because uh, Turner—it was the last, last anime film for Turner feature animation, right? And uh, and and then it got, so it got distributed by Warner Brothers. But that's always sort of weird. I feel like I feel like whenever that happens, you always get sort of a half-hearted effort mm-hmm. <laughs> from the part of the distributors.
1: Yeah. In fact, I mean, it was a long time ago. I don't remember great marketing for this movie you know yeah. and so i think that that could have been part of it probably what many attributed to it is that it just didn't yeah it was caught in a weird time i believe that that warner brothers and turner were merging at that time is that what you had, had I heard think Rachel? so uh, yeah I, I, right. I, don't, I want to get my facts straight but i think that's why it was released under the warner brothers family entertainment label but yeah it, it just kind of got lost
0: yeah, so uh yeah, their I mean their big thing I guess Turner was the um uh they had the um the rights to Hanna Bar Hanna Barbera, I guess was their big thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying and and so yeah, it was largely absorbed into Warner Brothers and uh so uh yeah, so it's just uh things like Scooby Doo, Flintstones, uh Yogi Bear, stuff like that were um uh were turner i guess and now now you know they that warner brothers does all the distribution merchandising all that fun stuff so uh that i think that was their main their main theme and we i guess we have to mm-hmm. thank for for them these atrocious tom and jerry, <laughs> tom and jerry films. oh dear
1: yeah Woo. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> but uh but yeah so castro dance and it was uh directed by uh by mark dindal and uh, he's an interesting case uh because he did the emperor's new groove which uh i think i remember when it first came out and i heard about it i was just like that sounds like the stupidest idea i've ever heard in my life and it actually ended up being really funny and i remember seeing it in the theater and just being like wow that was way better than i expected it to be and uh and so I think that surprised a lot of people and he did this which is sort of I don't know if you'd say this is a cult hit but it's it's I know a lot of people who
1: yeah, you know, really like it. I think it's got a bit of a cult following and I wonder too if it's people who also who saw it as kids, you know, and really okay. loved it as a kid and then it's one of those that I think could hold up well, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in that regard.
0: Yeah. And um so uh he so he had those two two films and then he got stuck directing chicken little which yeah. is just such a mess of a movie and it's such a uh, i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll probably end up reviewing that for uh for disney yeah month, but uh, it they tried a lot of stuff and it was experimental but it, it just is so mean-spirited and i i i I don't know, like, and he hasn't really done anything since. You gotta feel yeah, for him.
1: Yeah, in fact, somebody, you know, I follow some different people in the animation industry on social media, and somebody ran into Mark. I'm trying to remember who it was, Rachel, but it was like last week. Oh yeah. They ran into Mark Induola at a restaurant, and they, and they took a selfie with him. Oh. And and so he's alive. Oh, that's good. And I almost wanted to reply. Not this person would even know me, like. What's Mark Dindal doing? <laughs> We're gonna, I'm going to be talking about this with Rachel because
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was going to do that. Um, that what was it called? Shadow Men or Shadow? Um, uh, for, for DreamWorks. Yeah, but yeah, then it and, didn't. Me
1: and my shadow. Was me and my shadow. And my shadow yeah. That project. Oh, interesting and, okay. yeah and then
0: i guess it, that didn't end up going like yeah, most, that... most most promising dreamworks projects it got oh, scrapped
1: it <laughs> wasn't sound the coolest but always the ones that yeah. get made and then they make trolls
0: right and trolls too <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i it's a shame and hopefully he can find his way back because uh he i really don't think that chicken little was his fault and uh and he. Made two pretty good films, so
1: yeah, I think he's got a, a real touch with with comedy, yeah. and and uh I know we can talk about this too hopefully if we get a chance to talk about the Emperor's New Groove, but yeah. he had to come in and I think save that project because you know that could had a bit of trouble production and because uh, Roger
0: Allers was originally
1: yeah, and it was going to yeah. be a much more serious tone and you know yeah more more serious in tone, etc. But um anyway he uh yeah i think i think he's a talented director so it is it's, it's yeah, hopefully he's been able to <laughs> you know ha- have a happier life <laughs> doing some other hopefully. things <laughs> hopefully
0: yeah so what was your sort of overall response to to watching it this time this movie capstone day well
1: you know it was it was very similar to what i had i remember thinking about it in 1977 so there's there's much to like. Uh, the musical numbers are delightful and and fun characters fun character design uh i love classic hollywood yeah you know it just it, uh kind of like the mythical hollywood because we know that doesn't necessarily exist but just but how fun how fun that is so so there there's lots like um i i have a few issues with some things yeah. but but uh you know, which we could talk about, but, but, you know, it's, it's a fun film.
0: Yeah. I was really impressed by it. I found it really charming. And yeah, I mean, the, the plot is, is very standard. (laughs) I was kind of thinking like, this is like La La Land, but with animals.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With, I know.
0: better, With songs. better yeah. songs um no but uh <laughs> yeah. songs are really fun. Yeah. um but i i think i know this is a bold statement but i think this is randy newman's best s- music that he's ever done like i don't know i think these songs are super catchy and like i mean the the songs of princess and the frogger are, are there's like two or three that are really good and then the rest are kind of eh. but i don't i feel like almost every single one of these songs is like super catchy
1: <laughs> yeah the, yeah randy newman did it did very good work on this on this film yeah. yeah yeah
0: so i don't know i was really impressed by that and i just really enjoyed it i thought it was really good and yeah it's not perfect we'll talk about some things but um but uh but yeah it it's uh it's just really sweet and fun i think it definitely does my love so so basically so we start out we're just going to kind of go through the this this is very spoilery of course so spoilers so, yeah. so watch <laughs> the movie and then come watch this but yeah. um uh we're just going to go through the uh the story uh in this podcast kind of a little different maybe we've done some of the other ones and talk about each of the songs and we're going to play some clips from each of the songs and uh and talk about talk about them because it just seemed like the standout of this movie to me and uh, seemed like it would be the best use of our time and uh, so fully we'll kind of as we sort of go through the story we'll kind of talk on some of those positives and negatives as we go through but uh but yeah the the songs by were by randy newman the score by steve goldstein so they did a, a, I think a pretty darn good job I did
1: too i think they did nice work on this movie yeah
0: so the setup is you have uh darla is a, sort of a, a fairy tale setup that you have
1: yeah it, which is like, kind of an interesting way to start the movie isn't it because it's yeah. I mean, it is a fairy it's it kind of a fairy tale set in modern era and, in the golden age of hollywood but anyway yeah
0: mm-hmm. and uh darla is the uh kind of the, the presented as this princess and yeah. uh, you know living in this pampered world and she's even got Products that are named, you know, that are designed after her and everything.
1: Scarlett, she's, Div- she's a movie star. <laughs> yeah, she's like Shirley Temple, right? Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> and then you have Danny, who's a cat anthropomorphic. uh He is the peasant with a dream and of Hollywood. And uh,
1: that's when from we- Kokomo, Indiana, right? Yeah. Isn't that where he goes from? Yeah.
0: It's so funny. There are so many movies set in Indiana. It's like that because i served my mission there and so like now i i notice that it's like if if hollywood wants to make something about uh, middle america they always pick almost always pick indiana there's like indiana. and hoosiers and and uh yeah <laughs> there's tons stranger <laughs> things is set in indiana uh, there's a That's lot <laughs> and so here yeah so yeah. he's from kokobo sure indiana He's on the bus to Hollywood, and that's when we get our first song called Our Time Has Come. And I'm not sure who's singing.
1: Yeah, I don't know who's singing these opening credits either, and I meant to write that down, you know, when I watched the end credits. Yeah. These these opening credits are so cool. Yeah. I love how they've integrated the names into the, you know, to the buildings and the yeah. different the different structures. I kind of have, how they give Natalie Cole a, a credit about this, but not Scott Bakula, but we can talk about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they threw out, they have a lot of sign humor in this movie. Yeah. Um, they do a good job with that. It feels very 1997. It does. Part of the song.
1: Oh, oh I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is kind of fun. Maybe a yeah. little out of place, just a little, but it's, who cares, you know? It's yeah. just fun. It sets, the, it sets the tone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's really fun. It kind of makes reminds me a little bit of the Goofy movie, I think. This yeah, yeah. Credit uh, sequence. And I really like the way the animation uses shadow.
1: Oh, I love it, too. Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, and then we get to meet Pudgy. A cute go. Pudgy.
1: <laughs> who's a fun he's a fun sidekick.
0: Okay, so there you go. That's the first song the song. And uh, and then we pretty quickly get uh he arrives in Hollywood, he meets Pudge, who's this cute little penguin. And uh the the setup is kind of that uh, this this world is that the animals are kind of looked down upon.
1: Yeah, second, second class school. citizens in a way, right? I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: So it's kind of maybe somewhat similar to like what you had in Roger Rabbit. Yeah, you know,
1: it's reminiscent of Roger Rabbit. Yeah, definitely.
0: And so Danny gets there, and uh, he he says, he says, the most impossible dream can come true if you believe it, and uh, that's when we get the next song. This is just called Danny's Arrival Song. <laughs> Danny's
1: Arrival Song. Which <laughs> I think it's one of my favorite. Well, it's kind of hard to do, but this is, this is a favorite.
0: Yeah, this one's really fun. Since I was a
1: kitten, I a so, Scott Bakula, who's the voice of Danny the Dancing Cat. Yeah. Is, I think he's terrific. I think he's so, got, too. I mean, I, I didn't had, know he could sing. I had no idea either. Back, I mean, back in 97, I didn't know he could sing, and, and he, just, he just aces it.
0: Yeah, I mean, who? He's the guy on Quantum Leap, right?
1: Yeah, he's the Quantum Leap guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, who knew?
1: And he's got yeah, just a great voice and uh, such an such a fun, optimistic song, you know. Yeah. So appropriate for his character, and I love his character design too. Again, just how he's just got the greatest smile, you know. Uh, yeah is how it works with, the, we'll work with that stylized cat face.
0: Well, and, and whereas it, like the first song is very like 90s, um, this yeah. is classic, I feel this like. This
1: is classic 1940, 1950 yeah. MGM musical, you know? Yeah. And,
0: and it's really fun to see like the all the backgrounds, you got the um, the Chinese theater, you have the signs. And this is where you get the Gone with the Wind poster,
1: Yeah.
0: really fun. And uh, they do have a lot of really fun poster art in this. uh,
1: I know, I love the poster art. uh, All these fun uh, scenes in Hollywood, Uh, and again kind of this very idealized Hollywood. Yeah. And I love how everything sparkles.
0: And you've got um, uh, Laurel and Hardy, and yeah, Mae West, Mae West, yeah. It's fun, and uh, Brown, the Brown Derby, yeah, is is famous. I think that's where they invented the Cobb salad, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and here's funny: it's on the, you know, one of those Los Angeles red car trolleys. Yeah. And we're also getting to meet Sawyer a little bit in this yeah. segment. And Sawyer.
0: she, she's, she's very like. I think Debbie Reynolds, Singing in the Rain, kind of.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Which is so fun. fun. Mm-hmm. This, this movie really does remind me a lot of Singing in the Rain. Mm-hmm. Well, and Gene Kelly supposedly consulted on this film. Did you oh, see did that in really? the final credits? I, uh, they, I did. They, they uh, dedicated the film to him. Mm. And then I had, I had read in, uh, again, just doing some prep for this, that, that he consulted on the film. I don't know exactly what he did. Mm. but but i have my theories you know based yeah. on <laughs> on seeing the film but that 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 is a delightful musical number I yeah sure. but it's just i think it just it just launches the film in such a fun happy way yeah
0: it does it just it's joyful it's energetic it's got it's great cool. lighting the way it uses oh, everything's kind beautiful. of sparkles which is really fun and basically like danny finds an agent and and the agent says He's gonna sign him to work on this project, little archangel, and uh, with Sawyer. <laughs> and Sawyer's upset because she, he had just gotten her all wet and everything. She doesn't. She thinks he's not not very great. And um, uh, it turns out that being in this in this uh, play, in the, I mean, in this movie, isn't all that it it's cracked up to be. And this is where we get our first introduction of Darla and i don't know the sort of but in this introductory part of the movie like do you, how, do you feel like that's sort of the strength of the movie or do you think how do you feel about that like
1: i think that, that it it has a the film has a really strong opening for yeah, sure yeah,
0: yeah, agreed
1: um i i think there 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 are uh, kind of like three major strong points the opening being one and then i can tell you about the other ones when we get there yeah. i don't i think this scene with where we where we introduce Darla, who's the villain of the movie, uh-huh. is you know I, I think it's fun. I, I I don't love Darla. I don't I don't love the whole villain block. Okay, interesting. But, All right, but, uh, we'll talk. We'll say yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. be interested to, to, to explore it with you.
0: Okay, but, great.
1: But, Yeah, it's fun.
0: So let's um, hear Darla's song. One thing I appreciate with Darla is that they actually have a voice actor voicing her. They didn't get, like, Bette Midler, you know, to voice it. Um, And I think that she's actually a pretty good singer. Like, it's in this belt kind of style. But it's actually, this song is actually pretty well sung, I think.
1: Yeah yeah i think i think so too i i i like them i, I guess they had a different acting and singing voice for darla and i think they're both good
0: yeah I agree. they keep
1: they keep they keep her standing as you know again she's shirley temple mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah so this is a yeah, little boat on the sea is what it's called okay but um and this has like a real sort of old school bugsy berkeley yeah, kind bugsy of berkeley, to it, which is a lot of fun Yeah. And, I mean, it is definitely a villain we've seen a lot. Like, looks really cute, but is actually, you know, conniving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that that kind of, you feel like it's a little tired?
1: You no, know, actually, um, I, I mean, it's a little tired. And because we find out, too, that she's, I was wondering, you know, I, I was thinking about this in 97, too. It was, I was wondering if Darla was perhaps, again, like Judge Doom was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That she's, oh, okay. she, she wasn't necessarily a little girl, you know, that she right. there was something else. But it turns out that she is a little girl. It's just a horrible, just a horrible person, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, um, well, what really, what I don't really like about the whole Darla plot, well, I mean, it, I think it is a bit tired. I don't really like um, Max, her bodyguard. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I mean, this is so nitpicky. And how can you, you know, I hope your viewers will forgive me, but I'm just being honest. Um, I I think he's just, you know, no other human in the movie is his size, right? I mean, he kind of looks like he's been like a Frankenstein ape is what he looks like. Yeah. He's just gigantic. And he's constantly punching through buildings and doing all this stuff. And you see, I mean, he's formidable and she needs, she needs someone big to, to, to be the bad, I mean, you know, to, to, protect her and to do her right. evil deeds right right but that i don't know the whole the whole construct didn't really it didn't really work for me i think just because i enjoyed so much more the true musical portions of it right and then this i mean it's a cartoon i'm not, I'm not trying to make it something that is not but it just, i just i i i just never like i just yeah. didn't like the villain and I, I mean, I didn't like Darla, and I definitely didn't like Max. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was kind of glad, though, that they didn't try to, like, have her be redeemed at the end. That was kind of me nice. Me, too. Oh, yeah.
1: I was thrilled that she wasn't... that they didn't redeem her at the end, either. But again, I just kept waiting her for, for her to be <laughs> something else, you know? Like, yeah. oh, by the way, I'm a 100-year-old woman. You know what I mean? This <laughs> is when
0: we get introduced to all the other animals. There's yes. Tilly, Cranston, Francis, T.W., and they all, uh, they all have small roles. And, uh, and Danny's kind of upset by this. He's sort of affronted by this. And uh, that's when he, uh, he sings for them Animal Jazz. And I think this is a, a really, really good number.
1: Animal Jazz is, I think, my favorite number. Love this scene, and one of the things I really love about it too, Rachel, is that this, to me, just seems like it's pure Gene Kelly. This looks like you're watching "Singing in the Rain," you know, or some other. The way that they, the way that they frame, the the characters, and they you know they show their full bodies. Yeah. And and how they how they stage it all.
0: And this whole sequence is like so Randy Newman. Yes. Like you know he's a jazz guy, and uh, so you really feel that coming coming out on him. It's probably the most of any. It's really fun.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. It's just. It brings out the best of, uh, you know, Randy Newman's musical style. Yeah. But seriously, don't you feel like you're watching Singing in the Rain? Yeah. With uh, the way that they put this together.
0: It's really... I love the layers of the background and yeah, and, uh, just the movement of the animation is great. And uh, it's just really, really fun. I mean, think of, like, similar... Uh, i don't know sequences like trash in the camp uh yeah and and it's just not as as effective i don't think as this yeah
1: this this really wins like even
0: just listening to it now i'm kind of going back and forth and you can't you just want to dance to it it's so fun and uh, so expressive i love when they get danny just smiling and uh and then we do get a little darla yeah, I can see what you mean about uh, about her bodyguard. Max, it's Max. It's Max. He is huge.
1: <laughs> and again, aren't these animal characters all just delightful? Yeah,
0: they are so fun. Yeah, I love the turtle. <laughs> and all that the is... rest of the animals are basically to scale. You know, like yeah, the. the I mean, that's one thing I liked in, in um. Zootopia is that you had all of the animals basically being to scale. Like yeah, he was a little little uh, um, bunny. You know,
1: I think it makes a difference too. And again, that's one of the reasons why for me, for me Max really pulls me out of it. Yeah, but, I can see that. But uh, I can see that this is just pure delight. Mm-hmm. And then I love I love this part where they bring they bring a. Uh, Sawyer in, because again, I'm just picturing, you know, Gene Kelly and yeah. Kenny Reynolds <laughs> dancing yeah. together, or Gene Kelly and Sid Cherise
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's almost this Cherise kind of yeah. moment. <laughs> it all, it also kind of has a little bit of a feel of The Aristocats. Yeah. You know the way that, yeah, that, with that his movie, jazz. Jazz and the way that movie uses color blocks. Uh huh in the jazz sequences i think that i feel a little bit of that (laughs) (laughs) and i i kind of i appreciate that sawyer's not just the sort of the dumb female character yeah
1: i I think Sawyer's a great character yeah she's fun the lighting great in this sequence too i know we've talked about that but it's just it it just looks so great just the animators just took so much care with this Mm -hmm.
0: because everybody likes to say that oh we're like looney tunes we're like you know i'm like no like most (laughs) of them are not and this actually does have some of the like some of the dynamics some of the the way that that your classic Looney Tunes shorts were were done. The, the the way the slapstick is done, the way the lighting is done, the way the animation yeah. looks, I think is very reminiscent of old school animation. Which is oh really yeah. Fun.
1: It's like it's like this wonderful hybrid between, uh, you know, old school, you know, hand drawn animation, and and uh, MGM Hollywood musicals. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, they just they uh they just they just do that swell so, i just really feel like that animal <laughs> jam animal jazz scene is just a total high point of the film
0: yeah and i we did have i forgot we did have a couple comments on um I, on my from my twitter about people about this movie um just animated antics says love cat's toe dance such a shame it doesn't have enough attention nor a blu-ray release and if any film could be benefited from blu-ray release it is this
1: this one
0: that's sure. a crime that is that one
1: yeah it is too bad thankfully it's on you know i was, i rented it on uh I, apple itunes yeah and, and thank goodness you know that it's available and you can purchase it too yeah but, it'd uh, just be
0: nice to have that high death yes exactly for this, for this animation yeah um my friend conrado falco says totally underrated movie mark Dindall was a great animator animator director it's sad his career was so clearly undone by chicken little a legitimately terrible movie but this and emperor's new groove both are really good so yeah we can both agree there for sure oh so, this is right when after animal jazz is when darla becomes upset with danny and uh and this is when we get her singing big and loud and uh this is a shorter clip
1: Darla's got a diabolical plot to take, <laughs> out the, to take out the animals. Yes. Big and Loud's a fun number. It's almost like, I feel like it's, it was almost a little too short. I know that there's a reprise yeah. in it, but. but uh,
0: Basically, like, she uh, is, is conniving that she's going to find a way to sort of embarrass uh, the animals and make them look bad. Uh, because she doesn't want them taking, getting any more lines or getting any bigger part in her movie. And uh, so big and loud, I mean, it's obviously kind of supposed to be a play on words because she's obviously not big. (laughs) Um, And everybody thinks that she's not loud, but she is loud. Um, And, uh, and it's, it's pretty, pretty fun and very well sung, I think.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so Again, animated in a great, you know, very stylistic and yeah. great homage to, you know, to Hollywood as well as just using the medium of animation in in a great in a great way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can almost picture someone like um Carol Channing or someone like yes. that singing this kind of song.
1: Yeah. So there she is, Darla Dimple, America's sweetheart, not. <laughs> They like it big they like it loud. Maybe a
0: little bit jazzy
1: sometimes. Mr Pussy listen to me. Aren't her curls something too. I mean it is.
0: I love that shadow and then you get this yeah she's on the big cake yeah it almost feels like aladdin
1: yeah yeah in this and again just homage to those incredible musical numbers you know you get in the golden age of mgm musicals yeah yeah <laughs>
0: All this plan she's going to get them on this stage she's going to try to embarrass them and she's going to flood the stage and uh and then uh they'll be the all the production people will be really upset because they're wasting all this money and all this time and everything like that and she ends up getting all of the uh the animals uh banned from the movies so it's it's pretty pretty interesting and um and that's when sawyer is very upset and uh it's this is our second to last song world we'll profile but um she sings tell me lies because she, in her eyes uh this is this is our uh our our disappointed la la land moment where <laughs> you know all these dreams that uh that danny talked about uh in her eyes were all just a bunch of lies yeah and then so- and,
1: and danny too he's he's devastated and so he's going back he's going back to Kokomo
0: right right and
1: uh so this this is uh so great
0: and this Uh, is definitely very old school uh it almost reminds me of um uh of sort of Motown a little bit yeah you can hear Gladys Knight singing this song and you know
1: I'm not a huge Natalie Cole fan But I think that this was a really good song for her voice, and it's 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 a great it's it's really it's it's a nice number.
0: She does a nice job here uh, with this with this song. It just like I said has a classic kind of Motown feel.
1: Well, and again, I love how this is animated too because you can just see this you can just see this in a Hollywood musical too. the way
0: it uses sort of the rain yes. and the blues and,
1: and the flashback kind of things done in reflection and
0: yeah really really fun
1: yeah it's just it's just it's beautiful maybe something in his eyes see we're gonna go see Danny who's packing it up <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, he's so sad. Yeah. Look at this shot too. Isn't it just great? And how I just love how Sawyer's there in this kind yeah. of uh, superimposed on you know on the scene
0: mm-hmm. on the city. It's really yeah. pretty
1: and the neon and uh,
0: and a lot of these are like real places yeah really. they're real
1: places like
0: pinkies lone star
1: again just the uh, highly um, highly stylized and oh there's the brown with derby the yellow here.
0: White with the wizard of oz playing yeah brown derby like i said is a real place And this is really cool how they're using the lights, the spotlights, you know? Yeah. And I feel like you've gotten to know both these characters enough. Right. That, like they, they feel authentic.
1: And- it does. This feels very authentic to me yeah. too. And you know, here for, you know, we contrast the opening scene when the Chinese cedar is just so sparkling and beautiful. And then mm-hmm. he is this where it's just so sad.
0: I mean, when I look at a comparison to something like Sing, which is somewhat similar, which I don't hate. It's fine. But um, that has so many characters that they try to develop.
1: Yeah. You never
0: get the heart that you do for either of these yeah. two characters.
1: Yeah, this is the right amount of characters, I think, too. Because the supporting characters in it are fun.
0: Yeah, just, just little players. bits.
1: Yeah. So I, it's, the...
0: it's fun. Yeah, there's pinkies.
1: And I love this, too, because she she figures out that she's 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 gonna believe in this dream still and how the rain stops and the sky starts to clear yeah it's you know just what you want in a hollywood musical right
0: yeah it really is uh so so we get that uh, scene so danny almost leaves uh but then he comes up with this new plan that they're going to basically storm darla's screening of little archangel and uh and then they're going to uh you know get the production team to see that they're valuable and everything like that and uh that's when we get our our last song Uh, nothing is going to stop us now
1: before the last song though before i get not just to be mr down here no you're fine just back to my primary complaint about just how i feel about this movie is there's this I mean, it's probably not that long, right? me what, maybe 10 minutes or less where mm-hmm. Darla sees that the that the cat, you know, that Danny is back and he's, he's up to something backstage at her premiere. And so she sends Max after him who then promptly punches holes in the Chinese theater and have, mm-hmm. they have to have this big chase this yeah. scene. And again, I know it's a cartoon, but I just think, what is this giant ape man doing in this movie (laughs) yeah yeah i know i know know there's got to be a villain and there's got to be hard things to overcome but i i sure
0: yeah you don't like the eight man yeah
1: i don't i don't (laughs) like (laughs) it. that's 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 my primary complaint
0: i understand that i understand that Uh, but i do kind of like that like so everything that she does uh is like stuff that's there on the stage like it feels kind of like in this in that we'll talk about it when we watch the song but but uh, i, I kind of yeah like she's throwing, like, she's throwing like gels from lights and stuff <laughs> like that like yeah things like that and uh, they come
1: off as like beautiful like parts of the like intentional parts of the show right yeah
0: everything <laughs> that she tries to do just ends up like people are like yay woo! I know, <laughs> which
1: which, is really which works so much better for me than the 10 minutes of max chasing danny yeah. on the roof of the chinese theater and, and then on the giant darla balloon you know yeah yeah
0: yeah i mean i think i i don't think this movie is perfect for me if i was going to say if there's a problem it's that not all the humor i guess really works and it is just fairly predictable and pedestrian as far as the mm-hmm. story but uh, i think that it it executes that story that formula I think pretty well and is uh is really enjoyable i mean it, it just seems like that we rarely get movies like this that have so much heart and so much uh artistry to them that i i don't know that just feel in this world where it seems like ninety percent of what we get are sequels and yeah. things like that like this just feels like something from an era that we hardly ever get anymore
1: mm-hmm. you know I think I think setting the film too in that time period was such a good choice yeah. you know it's such a fun uh, it's, just, it's just there's so much uh, allure about it and and uh, that I think makes it so original too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah stop us now and this song's a real barn burner again yeah. it doesn't really sound like a classic hollywood number but who cares it's just fun you know it's just just, just delightful
0: yeah i mean it's and fun. they really were able to kind of mix 90s contemporary broadway and jazz i think pretty effectively in here yeah it, absolutely yeah it, it works it doesn't feel sort of all over the place
1: <laughs> excuse me ladies and gentlemen if you would be so kind huh. that someone very special here she's about to speak her mind i got a song to sing you don't like my song i wanna sing it anyhow i got a dream in my heart
0: nothing's gonna stop us now oh. yeah so here she goes
1: here she goes trying to stop the- <laughs> yeah where where nothing goes right for her and everything everything goes right for the performers right yeah Annie and for Sawyer
0: yeah people have been like sitting on Scott Bakula he is got a good singing voice yeah (laughs) it's terrific He's, he's holding his own with Natalie Cole I know Like, I think this is a lot more effective finale than the finale of Sing. It just feels, I mean, I didn't hate that, but I just think this this is just more catchy. It's more, yeah. uh, I don't know. There's just, and they, they managed to not have it be a big dance number. <laughs> like,
1: I think this yeah, totally works too. Yeah. Because it's a combination where it's super fun. It's Darla's, Darla's downfall, you know? Yeah. And uh, and then for me, it's a plus, because Max is already out of the picture. Yeah. The audience responses are so funny too, you know, because they're, they're all just delighted yeah. with everything that's happening. You ain't going with, going with us, let's stay out of our oh. way have all been knocked down, cut down, locked down, shut down, held down, fell down every, every time cut. Push back,
0: push back, Deny get
1: out of contract out. When you got yours, your are you got mine Nothing's gonna stop us Nothing's gonna stop us Nothing's gonna stop us Nothing's gonna stop us I got a feeling inside When it's close without a doubt Oh, I got some i love this the, the granddaddy of all switches <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it kind of does you can see mark dindle in this because it does sort of feel a little bit like the ending of emperor's new groove it
1: does it really does and, uh, with yeah. and, uh,
0: climbing all over this that statue yeah and, and all the potions
1: and just yeah, the manic nature of it, but yeah, it yeah. it really works. And <laughs> yeah. I just love how to um, that's so much fun. Yeah, how Darla, Darla just gets she she hangs herself. You know, it's not yeah. like they are trying to take her down. She. When she's you know, she screaming, she, she's the one who flooded the, the studio.
0: Yeah, so she and, admits. Uh, and, she and a
1: microphone's right there. So yeah. everybody everybody hears it. Which is so classic. Singing in the rain. Singing in the yeah. rain,
0: too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Which yeah. is really fun. And everything ends happy, and everything ends pleasant. And I don't know, it's just a really joyful picture. It's really fun. And uh, I mean, there are a couple spots that maybe get a little slow, Uh couple um parts but i don't know i just really enjoyed it i i was really charmed by it <laughs> and uh uh and i really didn't i guess i didn't really know what to expect and i didn't expect the music though to be that good and i guess i was expecting something kind of along the lines of something like the some of the dawn blues you know things which i can appreciate like something like a thumbelina i actually appreciate but it's not yeah you know, it's it's i know it's not great but um uh, but this I, is definitely a st- step up above that for sure
1: yes absolutely definitely you know high quality high qual- i think high quality animation great vo- great vocal talent mm-hmm. and uh really you know just an entertaining romp of a movie yeah. uh, and i want just in most regards a really terrific homage to classic hollywood musicals
0: yeah i think so too more movies like this i i really yes uh we need more movies that are really trying to be art and really trying to uh to yeah i don't know to i mean i think that i hopefully i like to think that everyone's trying to make a good movie but uh but this just is one of those movies that feels like art more than commerce and i it's just so nice in animation because i think we lose that a lot oh these days
1: so much it just seems like so yeah so many of these movies they're just cranked out for just yeah pure commerce and they're just the yeah no artistry it seems like no care and maybe there mm-hmm. is but it sure doesn't seem like it whereas this yeah. even though clearly i have some criticisms it i i, I totally agree with you it really feels like uh an artistic piece and then they really tried hard to make a good movie yeah uh, there's a lot there's a lot of heart in this film yeah definitely
0: all right well great well thanks so much for talking about it this was so fun i enjoyed you you know talking along with the songs i was kind of. i did too
1: that was that was really fun rachel great idea thank you
0: so so uh, it'll be fun to edit
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah <laughs> so uh,
0: so anyway uh where can people find you
1: well i'm on twitter at stanford clark and i also have a movie blog which is movies past and great and i'll
0: put all that in the uh, description section and make sure you check out our uh, discussion we had with pocahontas this uh month that was really fun and uh we're going to be doing uh and our next discussion will be about big hero 6 which we're excited to talk about and uh yeah will if you have any suggestions for obscure animation please let us know uh and uh, we'd be happy it's, it's more just sort of underrated things we think need a shout, a shout out so let us know we'd be happy to to take a look at them that would be a lot of fun and um so thanks again, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews here on iTunes or on YouTube. And uh, it's LDS girl on social media. So please follow me there. And um, thanks so much. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you all next month.
1: Thanks, Rachel. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Bye.